Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard that right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code TBPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbooks. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WHIP-IT. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome back yet again to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. Joined as always by my co-host, Reese Williams. That's at Mind of Reese on all platforms. Reese, how was your week? Uh, my week was very long, long work week, really stressful, but got to end it on a nice Saturday. Uh, had a fun time out today. Uh, now I'm ending it talking about the Mavs. It's not going to be as bad as last week, though. I promise y'all. <laughs> we will see about that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I I didn't have a had an interesting week. I started a new job. Don't know what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. Um, <laughs> Lied on your resume, <laughs> something like that. Uh, the guy. One of the guys has been doing it for years. Was like, yeah, it'll, you, you'll you'll understand everything that's going on in about three years. And I was like, the fuck, three years? Like, <laughs> uh, you'll be lucky if I'm here five months. So uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that in a public forum that's recorded that they can access. Oh well, but there it is. So uh, <laughs> anywho, ended my week. I went saw free guy today. Uh, definitely, definitely, highly recommend. Uh, that one of my my favorite movie experiences this year. I'll say that. I've heard very very good things. I plan on seeing it myself. So, uh, like I'm I'm not a gamer at all, but like the uh, the touches they have for gamers was epic. It's two movies I plan on seeing this upcoming week. Uh, I probably won't get to see them both this week. Um, Free Guy and Don't Breathe Two. Want to see both of those? So we'll see how it goes. Debate if they have a eleven o'clock tomorrow, I might see Free Guy tomorrow. I'm not Free Guy. I don't breathe too tomorrow, but we'll see. We'll see. I got some stuff I need to knock out. 
but uh definitely enjoyed that uh watched the ravens saints game not really that in the football these days but uh it was plus nice to see plus it's a preseason game so yeah it was nice to see icy lamar on the sidelines I mean, I with, guess. No, with no vaccines um, <laughs> oh shit but uh <laughs> i mean he did caught COVID twice i guess he a guinea pig now at this point <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, dog, how many times you got to catch this day before you take it seriously? Like, what, what Third you time's the charm. I, I guess. Damn. By the charm, I mean he's going to get the vaccine, not like he's going to. I mean, if, if he start getting uh, exhausted on these runs, we're going to know why. Facts. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, other, other than that, good day, solid week. Uh, looking forward to, to getting into these Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Um, okay. That was unnecessary. I apologize to everybody <laughs> that had to hear that. Um, it is one o'clock in the morning, so you are getting delirious bibs. One twenty-one to be specific. Anything is possible to come out of my mouth right now. So uh just be prepared for that as you go through this podcast. Uh <clears throat> we're gonna knock out some 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 housekeeping type topics, some things that came up throughout the week, some things that are going on with the Dallas basketball Mavericks. And uh, we're going to start with Summer League. I think, Reese, you said you have not watched any Summer League at all, right? No, from any teams, actually. Okay, okay. I've been watching a lot of Summer League. Um, I was depressed after the first Mavs Summer League game, and I didn't watch any for a whole day. But uh, the stuff that I did watch, it's actually funny because, you know, back in the day, I used to get my scout on, like, heavily. Like, I would watch 150 recruits. I'm talking about pulling up YouTube games for third level Italian and French leagues. Can't understand a word the announcers are saying, but knowing that that blurry number 12 there is supposed to be an NBA prospect type stuff. So it feels weird not being involved in that game no more. And uh, so for this year, I went and found YouTube highlight videos, which are the worst way to scout players. Very much so. Uh, but I, I watched the videos for like 35 players and put like a ranking together of the guys that popped off the page for me that I thought would be hoopers and or basketball players of high quality. And uh, it actually came out pretty well based on the results in summer league so far. All right. If I do say so myself, I think my top two were at the end were Jalen Green and Alperin Shangun, who both ended up in the Rockets and both were hooping uh, or are hooping. Evan Mobley has looked solid. Kay Cunningham, I had him fourth on the list for a reason. He hasn't really popped off the page, but I think it's just he's being, he doesn't feel like he needs to show out for anybody. You have Kay Cunningham fourth on the list? Yeah, I had Green Shangun, <clears throat> excuse me, Green Shangun Mobley ahead of him based on the highlight videos. All right. And quite honestly, based on performance, that's not necessarily wrong. All right. I had Jonathan Kuminga, Kai Jones, Jared Butler, who has not played, Sharif Cooper. All these dudes are hooping. Josh Giddy got hurt. Moses Moody hooping. Apparently, I saw some Warriors fans say that, say that he should start this year. Um, Keon Johnson, I haven't followed him. I don't know if he's doing well. <clears throat> Corey Kispert, I don't. Uh, I think I checked him the other day. He was doing fine. Um, oh wait, that was in the beginning. I moved some of these bitches out. Anyway, 
but yeah, my list came out pretty well. Most of those guys are hooping. But then we get to the Mavericks guys, who none of whom I had checked out prior to summer league beginning. And I wasn't sure what to expect. <clears throat> However, Eugene Omarui yes, sir. has looked like a basketball player. I've heard good things. Averaging 17 points per game right now. I think 17.3. Where is he at? Where is he at? He's one of the top scorers, 17 and 5. Getting some steals, some assists, some blocks. Like he's doing a little bit of everything. He's bouncier than I expected when I first watched his video after we picked him up. Like he caught a lob today where his hands looked like they were above the square. Oh, wow. And I was like, I didn't expect that. Uh, he had a couple blocks on big men, like coming over on the weak side. Uh, the People have been comparing him to Draymond. I thought that was a lazy comparison at first. But I can see it on the defensive end. But I think he has more offensive game than Draymond, which sounds weird to say. I mean, when you say that, are you mean like scoring ability? Yeah, like putting it on the floor. Okay. I was about to say, because playmaking is a part of offense. He's definitely got playmaking. Not more than Draymond. I'm not going to say he has more playmaking than Draymond. Yeah, you said but, he has more offense than Draymond. I was just saying. Yeah, more more buckets, more buckets. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So, like, his his shot looks clean. He just looks the part. He moves well. He moves better than you expect him to because of his size. Um, I'm excited about him, quite honestly. And with Rick Carlisle gone, anything is possible. Yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. This dude ain't about to see much playing time, bro. Let's <laughs> not know. even. Let's come on, bro. Unless I'm, it, I'm unless, not. I'm not gonna say playing time. <clears throat> okay. Then how else you gonna? I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna like predict. Oh, he's gonna be in a rotation type of thing. I I, I see him getting garbage time minutes. We'll see. We'll see. Barring some kind of you know like situation where he needs to play. Uh, I mean, he's not a kid. He's 24. So. Sterling Brown is 26. Josh so, Green is 20, 21. So, rather play Josh Green. I don't think Jason Kidd is going to treat him like a child, is what I mean by that. So, I mean, uh, compared to Jason Kidd, he is a child. Any, <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, he's the only person on that summer league team that has truly been consistently good. I, I have to do this. I hate that I have to do it, but I do. Here we go. Tyrell Terry. I knew he was about to do it, bro. Within the first five minutes of the first game, I said that he's not going to make it out of summer league. That's an overreaction. It's not. This is prediction based on experience. People were talking about, oh, he looked good finishing. Oh, he was finishing through contact. But each time he had contact, he fell and he fell ugly. Because he is 170 pounds. We don't need him to be a finisher on the main roster. We need him to be able to finish a game. <laughs> we need him to be able to shoot. The well, he was that, and that would be fine if that's what he was doing. But he was trying to get inside and got himself hurt, which he did in the bubble as well, the G League bubble last year. He needs twenty pounds before he can. I could take him seriously. He needs to gain 20 pounds before I can take him seriously as a player. Ball handling, weak. 
playmaking, he showed a little bit of vision, um, made some terrible passes as well. But none of it is mad. The shot was beautiful. The the stroke was stroking. But uh, none of that is going to matter if he falls every time somebody bumps into him. So I need him to gain 20 pounds before I'm, I'm trying to see him again. Um, just, just keeping it 100. Nate Hinton, I'm not going to judge. He's the, he did secure his two-way. So it's Eugene Omarui and Nate Hinton. They're on the two-ways. Um, I think uh, Farron or Farron Hunt. I've called him Farron because that's what they were calling him on the highlight package. Everybody else has been calling him Farron. So I'm going to call him Farron just to not be weird. Um, he looked like he'll probably spend some time in, in Frisco if we can hold on to him. But he also looked like he did enough today to where another team might try to snatch him up on a two-way. Uh, that's something to watch. But it, other than that, uh, not a lot of those guys look like they should be signed in any way, shape, or form by the Mavs, unless it's for Frisco. Um, and I won't spend too much more time on that. Let me see here. I think I, I will say, guys, don't overreact to the Summer League. And I mean that in terms of negative reactions and positive reactions. Right. It's the Summer League. Just take it for what a grain. I'm not saying don't have expectations or don't say, oh, man, I like what I'm seeing. Just take it with a grain of salt. That's all I'm saying. Good no, or bad. Exactly. Good or bad. How's EJ Onu looking? EJ Onu, so the first game, he looked like he was terrified. Oh, wow. Uh, like a couple, he had a, a, a shot came off the rim in front of him. I was like, oh, yeah, put back dunk. The boy did not move. Oh, shit. Dwight um, Powell? Same thing. A rebound came off. He looked at it. And I was like, yo, what the hell is wrong with this dude? <laughs> I was like, yo, what's wrong with this man? Like, what's going on? Um, second game, I think Tariq Owens got hurt. He was the starting center. So that forced him to get more playing time. He had a he did have a big block in the first game. Like he got up. And at first it looked like he in that first game it looked like he couldn't move. Like he was running like a grandma. But then when it was time to explode upward, he was like flying. However, in that second game, there was a play where like there was a fat, he got a block, he was running up the court and he took off. Like he looked like a horse in full gallop. And I was like, yo, what the hell was that? Like I wanted to rewind it back. Like I was, I was, thought it was one of them aliens from signs. Like, <laughs> rewind that shit back. Like let's, and not, was... let, let's not let's not discuss anything M. Night Shyamalan related. <laughs> You're right. It's um, a little a little bit of PTSD was Still there. have not recovered. <laughs> but yeah, like then he started moving and people were like, Yeah, you know, he used to run track. So apparently he can run. It just looks he just has to put effort into it. But when he did, he was flying. Um, he was missed on a lot of live attempts that were there. He was doing the right things, rolling to the right place. He was picking and popping and not getting the ball. So that's just one of those situations where it's summer league. Guys are trying to get their own buckets. We didn't bring a guy along that's like a dimer that's going to set everybody up. And so big men like like him are going to suffer because he's not going to make his own shot. They got him a post up. He airballed it, uh, which is not a good look. Um, he definitely needs some time in like a G League, basically, or overseas, because you can tell that the level of competition is just a huge adjustment uh, coming from D2 basketball to pros. Uh, and I mean, he's not a small dude, but when you're not, when you're used to being huger, much larger than everybody else, it's a big difference when there are people your size on the court. So uh, 
He looks like there's something there, but I wouldn't expect to see him no time soon. Okay. Fair enough. And anybody else you got questions about? No. All right. Let's move forward. If it ain't EJ Otari, I don't give a shit. Let's keep it moving. Luka Doncic got the 207 milli. 200 million dollar man. The whole front office went over to, to, to Slovenia to hand him the paperwork in person. He went out and got white boy wasted afterward with Boban. <laughs> with Boban and some pop star. Didn't see his woman in there. Oh, he dragging. <laughs> no comment. Uh, him and the, the whole Slovenian team was out there. I think Dragic pulled up. Uh, they were having a blast. So shout out to Luca. He got his M's. Uh, any any other comments? Uh, yes, just a few. Uh... <laughs> the million dollar man, Luca Doncic. <laughs> Those are my comments. Okay. I'm not about to get excited about some money I knew he was getting. Of course he deserves it, god damn it. <laughs> yeah. Get your bag. Everybody knew this was coming after his rookie year. <clears throat> of course. So definitely should be no surprises. Uh four year or five year contract, but the fifth year is a player option. That's of typical for these Yeah, that's becoming the norm. So <clears throat> just just something to, to put a timeline on to see if the Mavs can get him some help or he ends up in a situation where he has to show his loyalty despite not being given anything to work with. Um, I'm excited about the the future. I'm glad he's getting paid for the services that he's rendering, carrying these boys every year. Uh, And people, please understand, Luca is going to play this contract out. He's not going to ask for a trade in the middle of the contract. Right. Let's... Don't panic. Don't be like, oh, man, y'all need to give Lucas some help before he leave two years into the contract. It's not going to happen. Yeah, that never happens. <laughs> I can't see him doing that. We've made the playoffs two years in a row. We could get better. Obviously, they aren't doing that. But, no, he's not leaving in the middle of the contract. So, y'all can breathe now. We got him for at least four more years. Speaking of getting better, <clears throat> Mark said that the team got considerably better this year and people didn't like that comment if he had said the team got better nobody would have questioned it but when he said considerably people were like i don't know if you know what that word mean mark and i agree with people i agree with people very much now is this a case of mark just using words or do you think that he legitimately thinks that this team improved considerably it's, it's, it's no possible way he can you want to know what i think about that you know i got another video clip right <clears throat> you just got the soundboard on deck tonight uh, something like that something like that <laughs> this is what i think of mark's mark cuban's comments about the team getting considerable oh shit <clears throat> considerably better okay you smoke hard why you tripping you're real dope Smoking that Krenak. Sniffing that booger sugar. 
There's no way you truly believe that. If you would have said, I believe the team got better, I would have let that slide. Right. But considerably, you chose that adjective? Wait, that is an adjective, right? We going to rock with it. <laughs> that is an adjective. Fuck it. I mean, yeah. That No, we did not get considerably better adding Reggie Bullock and Sterling Brown, bro. Come on. Mark Cubic. Mark Cubic, shit. Cubic Zaconian. <laughs> Maybe that's the nickname I'll be sorry. With them cheap ass comments. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand why he has to always put his foot in his goddamn mouth. Why, Mark? Marcus. That was, Mark- it was uncalled for. It, who asked him? So somebody asked, I can't even remember what I don't think he had to answer it that way I think he went out of his way To, to say some stupid shit Surprise Well you ain't never getting that Mark you man <laughs> <laughs> More on that later <laughs> Mark got to shut up man God no, damn facts, For real Let's move forward Move forward please I feel like we're going to be on here all night at this rate uh, J Kid. The the Giannis book is officially out. Uh, earlier this year, I think was it before or after we saw Jason Kidd? After there were some leaked excerpts from the book, basically saying that he was an asshole as a coach. Blah 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 blah. Well, some more excerpts came out with some more stories. One specifically tied to the Christmas time and the night Jason Kidd stole Christmas. And almost killed Larry Sanders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that came out way too indifferent. Uh, basically, came out. It made it sound like Jason Kidd was the reason Larry Sanders' career ended early, uh, which was tough to think about because I remember when that went down. That sucks because I was a big fan of Larry Sanders. Right, like I thought. I, he I remember he did eventually come back. Uh, I think he played for the Cavs for a bit, but it wasn't yeah, really he, the same. Yeah. But yeah, I was a, I was a big Larry Sanders fan. Definitely enjoyed Larry Sanders when he was seemingly on the rise, and then it just abruptly ended. Like you said, he did try to make the comeback, but it didn't really work out. Um, so that one was uh, that one was interesting because it was like, oh, I guess that's why that occurred. But some people had very very strong reactions to it. Some people, no, everybody had strong reactions. Some had one, them in one direction. Some had them in the other. Some said, hey, this is what coaches do. My coach used to make us run heels till we threw up, et cetera, and so forth. I practiced on Christmas in high school, stuff like that. Yeah, I never heard that before. That's wild. For but like high school, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think I might have had a, like a tournament in, on Christmas, but that's a planned event. That's not some last minute fuck your Christmas stuff. Like, um, what, what were your thoughts on the? The ex, the new excerpts, the old excerpts, whatever. I don't think we ever talked about it. Uh, I did put my thoughts on the timeline. Uh, some people had their feelings about it, which is fine. Uh, people are free to have their own opinions. I was never saying people were wrong. Just giving my opinion on it, but you know how the internet works. Uh, I felt like the only thing that was very terrible about that was the Christmas thing. Mainly because guys are always on the road 
uh, they play 82 game seasons. The seasons are from like October to April and later. If you make the playoffs, uh, people are away from their families, you know, wives, children, moms, dads, brothers, sisters, cousins. And, you know, Christmas, obviously some teams play on Christmas, but Christmas is mainly, you know, it's if if there's any holiday you would like to be with your family is that one. So I felt like even though they did like admit lack of effort on a Christmas Eve game or whatever, get with them when they come back. Let right. them let them enjoy their family time on Christmas. Now, someone saying that they fucking they ain't even have strength to open gifts, bro. You you being dramatic. <laughs> Larry Sanders put out a tweet. He said, "I definitely had no." It was John Henson that yeah. put out a tweet and said, "I definitely had strength to open <laughs> gifts." Like, yeah, bro, because y'all is bugging, dog. Like, that's why I was telling people. I think I was talking to Isaac about it or something, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, bro. Even though they write this in the book, don't make it a hundred percent true because some of this has to be an exaggeration. Right, that's how like, books work. <laughs> like saying, saying I ain't had the energy to open gifts. Like, what are you opening? <laughs> come on, like, come on, man. Oh my god, they making them sound like fucking Thanos. But uh, I did also say that the Larry Sanders stuff was uncomfortable for me. Yeah. And I, I I do understand back then, um, awareness around mental health with players wasn't as big, but that's mm. still not an excuse. Uh, like I said, it was sad because I I was a huge Larry Sanders fan. Uh, some I was talking to Isaac about this. There was another Mavs fan who had a real issue with this, uh, the pool thing. Where right. he said, uh, they said, get in the pool, you know, train in the pool, even though some of them couldn't swim. And my comment was, bro, I'm positive they were not in the deep end of the water or close right. where they had to swim. Right. I'm pretty sure that was not the case. And that's the part where me and Isaac, um, I was like, he said, well, yeah, they didn't say that. So he probably assumed, you know, he said swim. So they probably thought they would have to swim. They were in the deep end. I was in my head. I'm like, they probably added that for dramatic effect because it's a book. Yeah. But I understand why he would, you know, why he would take it that way because that's the way it was written, obviously. But, uh, <clears throat> there was another mass fan who, I mean, it wasn't an argument. We had a debate that he clearly felt some kind of way about, but he was mentioning, uh, you know, Oh, they could cramp up and drown. And I'm like, bro, I didn't say this in the tweet. Cause I got, tired of tweeting back and forth and it's right. like I, would, I understand what he's saying that is very true you're working out you can cramp up you could drown in the shallow part right cool if you're training and your teammates are around you think they're about to let you drown in the shallow part of the water right with staff around coaches and players come on man come on i i, I understand i think if this wasn't jason kidd if this was like a different coach with not the history that Jason Kidd has, it wouldn't be taken this bad. All I'm saying is don't overreact. It's, is it a bit, it was some of it a bit extreme. Sure. But whether you think it's for the times or not, this is how a lot of coaches are, whether it's okay or acceptable. That's subjective. That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah, so I think for me, um, I don't think it, I can't say it really made me feel anything differently. Right. Um, Like I already had my kind of questions about him as a coach based on things that were already out there. Um, I think that most likely he was, like you said, like, I mean, he was a player, like he played at a high level his whole life. Like I'm sure he had coaches that did things. And like you said, like people say, you know, he thought this is what he had to be um, as a coach. Uh, He's been fired, humbled, if you will, allegedly Uh, learned a lot in LA. Maybe, Hey, I don't have to torture my players to, get certain responses maybe there are other ways to get through the players etc so forth so you know hopefully he has learned i i'm in the position of I, i'm willing to see it through i'm willing to, to to see if he has changed uh knowing you know i think the abuse case was was that early 2000s yes when he uh, with the wife and yes. then mm-hmm. i think 2000 was it eight, nine? He had the DUI when he was in New Jersey, I believe. Yes. And then I think after the divorce as well, his son has I've been very vocal about basically being cut off from his dad, which is sad because I always think of a picture of Jason holding his son at the All-Star game and stuff like that. And to know that they, they're not on speaking terms kind of sucks. Um and then, of course, now 14, 2014, 2015 is when he was the coach, when he got the job with the Bucks. Um, so it kind of shows a repeated pattern of this is who he is type of thing. Like he's, there's something there that's that's not very uh, compassionate, if you will, for others. So again, People can change traumatic events, whatever it may be, can definitely shift you. I don't fully expect that all of it is gone, but the question is, is he aware that he has this in him and can he like really dial it back, basically? Can he catch himself going that way and stop it? And we're going to find out. Uh, This is a team of, I don't want to say this, softies. Mm. And I don't think most of these boys are equipped to handle a rough, tough coach. Like Rick Carlisle plays tough in public, but I, I don't know how hard he was behind the scenes. Very true. Um, Jason Kidd sounds like he can get really hard behind the scenes, and I think that will be very clear by how our Pause. boys look. You know what, guys? <laughs> you knew I was. You knew it was coming. You knew what you said. I tried to power through so, so you could get a chance. That's, you knew what you said. Oh, man. He can be a very difficult coach. <laughs> I was about to let it slide, but I was like, nah, I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, I tried to power through, but you, but you got me. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're, I think it'll it'll be very clear by how some of these boys come out uh, during the season, whether or not stuff stuff is happening behind the scenes. So, like I said, we're, we can't do shit about it at this point. So, all of the stuff is public. It's not like something new is coming out. Everybody knows this these things, so all we I'm not gonna sit here and go back and forth with people about it. We'll see what happens, and if stuff doesn't look like it's going well, then hopefully Mark Cuban has the balls to do what he has to do. Because um, I know Nico and J Kid were a package deal, 
So that kind of creates a weird dynamic there. I'm pretty sure Nico ain't about to be like, oh, man. So, like, if you fire J-Kid, you're going to have to fire me, too. It's going to go <laughs> more like, J-Kid, I'm going to have to fire you. <laughs> you know, I stuck my neck out for you, bro, but uh, you messed up. You Sorry. out here wilding, boy. <laughs> what you mean you smacked Luka Doncic? And KP <laughs> was recording it. <laughs> Come on, man. How am I supposed to fight that? What you mean? What you mean you saw KP and Luca arguing in the locker room and threw them the gloves? Like, what? <laughs> now they coming out with black eyes and stuff. People ask some questions. Oh, oh man. No, nah, the fake excerpts of Jason <laughs> Kidd was hilarious, though. Oh, yeah. that was. It made me mad, though, because I, like, retweeted one of them. I, like, shared it, quote tweeted it. And people were reacting to it like it was real. Oh my god! Oh my we god! Get rid of it. I was like, "Yo, this is a fucking." Ju- Did you read it? Like, like you really think in a huddle he created a water park ride? <laughs> like who? Yeah. Come on, bro. Y'all know better than that. <laughs> people, oh man, oh lord. All right, it got to the point where it was like so many responses. I just let people go with it. Like if you, if that's what you read, you read that, you thought it was some real shit. Then by all means, have at it. Like. I'm going to just let you live in misery. <sighs> Shall we move forward? Yes. I'm half, I feel like I'm half asleep, quite honestly. I'm pretty sure uh, you are. <laughs> so uh, this is, uh, we're going to finish this with a mailbag. We put the call out for questions. We got some responses. Appreciate y'all coming through for us again. You know, I, I don't think we were voted the most popular podcast or whatever. I, think, I can't remember who did the poll. I didn't check the results. I didn't vote in it. But, um, hey, I, I like questions. I like being able to be responsive with the audience. And um, I'm going to start right off the bat with a good one, if you're ready. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping y'all surprise me because I was going to go look at the questions, but I actually decided against it before starting the show. So, only know about one question. The rest are surprises. So, make them good. Right, let's get to it. I'm, I'm, hold on. I'm going to let this be organic. First one comes from James Cubbage at Cubbage JL. Marketing is somewhere in between the playing style of KP and Luca. He is a much better and stronger finisher around the bucket like Luca relative to KP, but lacks the off dribble creation skills like KP. What the fuck? Where's the question, my G? Yeah, I I, I don't mean to be an asshole, but you could have just you, you ain't just, had to put him out there like that. No, nah, I did. Stupid. Fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, I did need to. Hey, if I ask for questions, I expect a actual question. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that information, my boy. Y'all know it's crazy when I'm the reasonable one, right? (laughs) Hey, man, look. I don't see no question mark. I don't even know how you got to that. Like, what is is happening? Hey, man, you know what? (laughs) Shout out. Shout out, James. Wait, did you say his name? James Cubbage. Yeah, okay. I didn't want to say his name if you ain't say his name. (laughs) Shout out James Cubbage for the statement. We appreciate it. Uh, Your thoughts have been read on the podcast. Get a shout out on the show, man. Get a shout out. Your thoughts have been read on the podcast. I I can't add nothing to that. Uh, Next, LDFFL. I guess Luka Doncic fan for life. Uh, Wow. You broke that down? I I wouldn't. Wow. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't Lil, have been able it could to. be a little, little Dicky fan for life. I don't know. Um, 207. 
Uh, it's at LD77FFL, which I think confirms Luka Doncic. Yes. If we would get Dragic slash Lil Dicky was born in 77 and we don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's that old. Uh, if we could get Dragic slash them, what would be their biggest contribution to the team? Would be great to hear both opinion on both players. So I'm going to let you have at it first. Okay. So obviously Dragic's contribution would be to the t- to the team would be uh, playmaking, shot creation, uh, someone who can take the load off of Luca for playmaking for uh, other players on the team, someone who does not need Luca to create a shot for him. Uh, obviously, Luca wouldn't be so burnt out in the fourth if he had someone like that on the team next to him. That's obvious. Uh, for marketing, believe it or not, rebounding. Lori Markkinen is not a great rebounder. You don't think of rebounding when you think of Lori Markkinen, but Lori Markkinen will probably be the third best rebounder on this team right out the gate. I believe he's a better rebounder than KP. And KP seven foot three. So, uh, shooting as well. Uh, I know some of y'all say Lori Markkinen had a down year last year. Dude shot like forty percent, forty percent from three. So yeah, shooting. Uh, obviously spacing the floor is good for Luca. Uh, like Bibbs mentioned, you know what? You're probably going to say that. So I'm not going to mention that. Uh, but yeah, rebounding, shooting another young asset on a team where if it doesn't work out, we can flip them somewhere. Uh, no contract is untradeable. We've learned that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it hurts us more to honestly not take the risk on them. If, if you ask me, depending on what we give up. Okay, so uh, pretty much almost close to what you were saying with Dragic, like you said, playmaking, the ability to actually pass the ball to other people in a position to score, uh, which we don't currently have besides Luka. Uh, For Dragic, he can get buckets. Uh, He's clutch. And most importantly, he's a veteran that Luka, one, has already played with in the high-stakes games. But uh, also someone that he will trust and be willing to defer to in big moments as well, which is huge, which is why I was fine with pursuing Lowry, because I feel like Lowry is a guy that, although Luca hasn't played with him, that he would trust in those moments because he's, I mean, he's a champion. Uh, Luca's Luca's a a smart kid. Um, So that would definitely help uh, with Dragic, with marketing. A lot of what you said, being able to score, being able to score in different ways than some guys have, um, being in an insurance policy for KP, because going into a season with KP, depending on KP, frightens me, not just because of his ability, his his penchant for disappearing from time to time, but just, I mean, the health issues, like you, you can't ignore it. Like I pretend to try to be able to ignore it, but I, you know, when he lands awkward, when he goes up weird, when I see him clutching his knee or whatever, I get nervous. So if I have two guys that are a guy that I know is capable and fuck you person that said, oh, you can't extend it. To, you can't say he's a 20 and 10 guy. He had 19 and nine his second year. I'm gonna call him a 20 and 10 type of guy. Kiss Who told my you ass. that? I don't remember, but, uh, <laughs> I'm that is the reason why I said um, I'll, I'll save that for you because I knew you were going to say the KP insurance policy thing because you yeah. said it last week. 
So if he had 19 and nine his second year, I would expect that he can get to that number and hopefully above as he's growing and developing as a player and getting smarter and playing in a system that I think, well, we'll see what the system looks like. But playing in a style just based on the way our team is composed, it would make sense to play. He's going to have freedom to, to hunt his shots uh, or take advantage of being open when a guy like Luca's drawing three men and all that good stuff like shot 40 percent from three in a down year on six attempts per game or something like that uh, I'm not worried about his shot um and again like you said a young asset that's tradable um and then of course if KP's still not working out maybe we trade KP and move marketing into that number two spot what you know else? just just having that flexibility is important and putting that pressure on KP to perform is important uh in sports, it's always competition breeds. It's either going to make you crumble, like a little, I'm sorry. It's either going to make you crumble or it's going to make you step up. So I'm all here for that. Shall we move forward? Uh, yeah. All right. Luca Zinga at Richard Hong, 88. And I this probably should have been researched. When was the last time Laurie openly said he wants to come to the Mavs five months ago? If you say five months ago, I'm going to say that was the most recent time because I doubt he's said it publicly recently. Yeah, I, I, I don't even think he's ever truly publicly said it. Just the report came out a few months right. ago that he would like to uh to play for the Mavs, which, you know, I mean... It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But no, he hasn't publicly said it himself. That would have been probably considered tampering in some way. Uh, well, actually, no, I don't think it would have. That's not tampering because it's just a player saying, yeah, that's not tampering. Because Anthony Davis said he'd like to play for Chicago someday, even though he probably fucking won't. But <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't think he said it recently, but I'm pretty sure it's still true. I mean, yeah. what would change in the last five months to make him change his mind? And like right now, if he's trying to get his monies and we aren't the best option for him to get his monies, it would not make sense for him to say that um, and kill his chances of getting paid somewhere else. Um, let's move forward. The Tall Traveler. At Tall Traveler 1, the homie. Uh, what are y'all most looking forward to next season from the Mavs or another team? We'll start with that. It's two questions, but that's the what's, that's the first one. What are you most looking forward to next season? Uh, from he said from the Mavs or another team. Yeah. Uh, for the Mavs, I'm looking to see develop. I, I, I'm most interested in development. I know what I'm going to get from Luca. Um, I kind of know what I'm going to get from KP, whether it's good or bad. Uh, if he shows up and be the KP we know we can be, I know what I'll get. If he comes through and shows that he's been the KP we've been seeing, I know what I'm going to get. Yeah. But guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, even though I said he's in his prime, he can't really develop much more. I want to see if there's anything else he can bring to the table for the team under a new head coach. Can Maxi Kleba come back and be the Maxi that we fell in love with, you know? Is Josh Green going to get some rotational minutes and is he going to develop on the team? You see what I'm saying? Is If Moses Brown is still on the team, is he going to get minutes? Is he going to emerge as a rotational center on this team? I'm curious to see how uh, Jason Kidd incorporates all of these players. Are we going to see a new system? 
new offense, more ball movement instead of the ball just being in Luca's hands. You know, what are his rotations going to be like? Are we finally going to have consistent rotations throughout the season and not just different rotations every five games? So uh, as far as other teams, there's other teams I'm excited to see, but nothing specific about those teams that uh, – nothing specific about those teams that I'm looking forward to. But just off the top, a team that I'm excited to see is the Washington Wizards. I'm excited to see what they do, for sure. I can't believe you. What? I was about to pull say the Washington Wizards. <laughs> I, I don't know how. <laughs> I, I thought that was going to be some obscure, random shit. No, it's not. Oh. Hey, look! We always say we had the chem- <laughs> we had the chemistry from the first time we hopped on the pod together, and it's still showing. Nah, that's getting that's too much. It's now. scary now. I'm starting, I'm starting to worry. Uh, but yeah, I was gonna say first of all, uh, Josh Green taking another step. Will he be able to be? Will he be unleashed? Because I feel like he's been taking a lot of shit all summer. Shout out to uh, the homie uh, Corey. Uh, <laughs> did you see? Did you catch any of that? Yes, what he said. Yes, I did. When Josh Green tweeted him back, yes, <laughs> took a lot of crap. Had people going, call, coming at him from all angles. It was rough to watch the homie go through some stuff. They was only um, doing it because Josh Green replied. Exactly. A lot um, of dick riding going on. So, so I had tweeted that morning. Josh Verde re- searches his name, and uh, <laughs> then later that day, that that happened because I don't. He didn't at him. He responded. He quote tweeted Brad Townsend talking about him um and somehow josh green found that and responded so he searches his name he, he's looking he only responds to the hate he had liked a tweet that somebody said talking shit about josh green to something i had said uh, like i had posted something about josh green and somebody responded talking shit and he had liked that tweet um so i've seen him he's done that multiple times in the past like he only acknowledges the hate um which I hate personally. Like I said, I don't at players and stuff like that. I don't. I don't. If I'm talking shit about a player, and it's not because I'm scared to at them, it's just disrespectful. I don't. Yeah, wanna, that's wanna not necessary. That. Like, what's yeah, the purpose? Like, I'm not going to be in Dwight Powell's mentions calling him soft and telling him to get a rebound. Like, what, what's the point of that? Um, what do you gain <laughs> from that? Right, right. That's not. That's not cool. These are people at the end of the day. Like, I'm not going. I'm not one of those fans at the sidelines cussing at players and shit. That's not cool. Um, but. Knowing that he he's out there reading that stuff, it kind of annoys me that I have to read so much hate for him when he hasn't done anything to deserve any of that. Um, so yeah, seeing him take that next step, being able to prove that he's worth it. Like people act like they forgot that game where he got Josh Richardson benched because he was just hooping. The the three point shot, not that worried about. I feel like Josh Richardson could have got himself benched anyway, but yeah, I mean. The fact that he forced Josh, like Josh Richardson, then come back into that game because yeah. he was playing well, yeah. that was that I enjoyed that. I thought that we might be able to see him in the playoffs, but Rick Carlisle felt differently. Um, but again, I'm looking forward to see him take a step. It's weird that they just brought in two guys that are veterans that play the same position. Uh, maybe that pushes him. We'll, we'll see. Competition. I'm all for it. Uh, and then, like I, like you said, the Washington Wizards are a team. I'm, I'm interested to see how that comes together. Um, I was pulling for them last year with Westbrook. Now that Westbrook's gone, I'm still pulling for them. I want Bradley Beal to stay. I'm all about people, stars, staying with their teams and making shit work. 
um, Giannis winning the championship felt good because people kept saying he didn't because Mavs fans spent all summer slurping him and trying to get him to Dallas, uh, which was also annoying. I don't enjoy that stuff. I do not enjoy going after other team stars. And so when other people come at Luca like that, I want y'all to keep that same energy and just take it. Don't respond to it. Y'all do the same. If you doing the same shit, how you going to be mad at somebody for coming after your boy? Facts. Just keep the same energy. That's all Don't I dish ask. out what you can't take. 100%. All right, moving forward. Please. <laughs> Way too early finals matchup and winner predictions from y'all. Lakers and Nets. Nets take the championship. That's too easy. I'm going Jazz. Oh, my God. 70s. No, hold up. What? Bucks. I'm bringing the Bucks back. <laughs> I'm bringing the Bucks back. Oh, man. Y'all, this is going to add some shit to his game that's going to shock the world. The so Jazz. You Bucks. still riding the Jazz train. I'm Bucks. Jazz. The Jazz got to get through, man. I'm tired of them. They, they pissed me off this year. This is the first year where they lost, and I felt like they shouldn't have. So I'm going Jazz, Bucks. I need, I need, I got the Bucks did it for me. I need the Jazz to do it for me next year. Um, I've, I've given fans, up on Portland. Their fans are racist, and their all time franchise players are rapists. That's crazy. All right, cool. What the yeah. fuck? Huh? <laughs> they got shit to do with the yeah, I just want to say it because it rhymed. Come on. Um, um, I'm moving forward, man. I even got it wrong. He's not a. Never mind. He's I mean, a... statutorily. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Let's let's stick with it. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the girl yeah. couldn't consent. But no, I mean, in all I... seriousness, I'm surprised you're still riding with the Jazz. You still got faith it. in them? I, I I do because they have the talent. I feel the past two years injuries have affected their play, mm. and I think Donovan Mitchell's shot selection was still ass this year. I think they have good talent to still be a top team in the West, but to make it to a finals, not with Rudy Gobert as your second best player. And that's not a slight against Rudy. It's just in this era, Rudy Gobert is your third best. Cool. Here's the thing. I think a lot of people and a lot of jazz fans, I follow a good bit of jazz fans. I don't know why, but I follow several. I don't know why either. They're probably calling you the (laughs) N-word. You know what? I'm going to (laughs) keep They pointed out how dominant Rudy was in the uh, Olympics, and it was because they were giving him the fucking ball when he rolls to the basket, which the Jazz don't do enough of. Uh, or when they do, they do it at like the wrong times, and then he's like, shit, I got the ball finally. Let me force some bullshit to happen. But um, <clears throat> Conley does a good job of getting him the ball and him not being healthy in the playoffs, I think, affected them. They have to take advantage of the fact that nobody plays bigs anymore and feed him like if they're gonna hunt him on with the other end then they have to use him to hunt the other team on on their offensive end donovan mitchell needs to stop worrying about getting his buckets and get them at the right times and uh that would add another dimension to their team because people are either just gonna foul him and then they'll be in foul trouble or you get your team to the bonus then donovan mitchell can you know what i'm moving i'm I'm, I'm, yeah who cares that's my jazz bucks moving forward Harala, Harala Boss Volger. That's Rolo Gonzalez, 78. Another one of the homies. Here we go. Outside of All Star. I got my shit written out. If either of you had an opportunity to interview Mark Cuban, what would your top five questions be? 
as you said earlier in the episode, that will never happen because we talk way too much shit about Mark Cuban. Facts. I know they got my picture up in the the Dallas Mavericks office with on a dartboard. After his like, after his your tweets, he be liking hell yeah. That's fine with me. I know none of them dudes like me. They all got me blocked and shit. It's all good. I don't care. I don't care about access. Anywho, if Mark Cuban for some reason said, let me talk to these outsiders, boys, I got a couple questions for Mr. Mark Cuban. Uh, Hey, uh, people who actually do have access that listen to the podcast, feel free to borrow any of these questions. Uh, First question, as a fan, it felt like there was a philosophical change to the way the team was built after the championship year. Would you say this is true? And if so, what was the change, Mark? Like what what changed in your approach to team building? What changed in your approach to to this this franchise and organization as an owner? Shall I move forward? Yes. Number two. Mark, is there a point where you would want to or would be happy to step away from the day-to-day operations of the team? Whether that's age or something that happens in the franchise, like another championship or something. Is there a point where you're ready to step away? Number three, how difficult a decision was it to move away from the Donnie and Rick era? Don't give me some cheap, Oh, these are great guys, blah, 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 answer. On a personal level, how difficult was it for you to part ways with these guys? Because, like, they've been around for a long time. I can imagine that was difficult. Rick parted ways with us. That's I'm I'm leaving that open for him to say. Okay. (laughs) We know the case, but I want to see how he responds to that question. And that's all I came up with off the dome a minute ago. So I'm going to let you go, and we'll see if I come up with something else. Uh, for me, the first one would be uh, one that you mentioned. Uh, what is your, mine would be? What is your reasoning for not stepping away from basically GM duties and allowing general manage to general general managers to general manage? Number two, what could you possibly do different to ensure that bigger name players would like to come to Dallas? Oh. Okay. Uh, third question would be uh, if the white pile is holding you hostage, blink two times. <laughs> um, for my fourth question, uh, can, can can we go out to dinner and you pay? Yeah, it's a weird time to shoot your shot, but all right. Whoa, wait a minute. I'm just saying, like, I'm pretty sure he will go to a fancy restaurant. And, like, if it's a fancy restaurant, it's going to be expensive. But he's a millionaire, billionaire, whatever. So, no, he's not a billionaire. He's a millionaire. So, like, He's a billionaire? What do you mean? He is? Yeah. Okay. Billionaire. Whatever. Still pay. (laughs) Like, (laughs) still pay. Is this the dinner with Mark Cuban question? Is that that what's happening here? Uh, and the fifth question, I wanted to get two non-serious questions in there just to break the ice in the middle. Because, okay. you know, asking those first two questions was kind of like shaking the table. So uh, you go ahead. I'll come back to my fifth question. Okay. My next question. Mark, 
it feels like the Dallas Mavericks organization doesn't do a great job of outreach to the black community. Mm. I don't mean community service. I mean, marketing and representation in the arena. Uh, is there anything that you've done or anything that you guys can do to change that? Okay. That, how many did you do? I did four. I got four as well. I'll I thought that would, yeah, you can go ahead. I'm trying to think, do I have any more? Mm. All right, here's the last one. First of all, Mark, thank you for doing this interview. Um, <clears throat> never thought we would get the opportunity here, so I appreciate you being so gracious as the graces with your presence. That's, that, that's it. <laughs> Mar Marcus Cuban. Marcus. Can I have a No, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. No, um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I, 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 I think I'm out. I think I'm out of questions. I'll probably have a follow-up on, depending on how he answered one of those previous ones. Okay. Well, for me, my last one would be, uh, do you feel, well, this, I mean, I guess that's kind of similar to the question I had before. So I'll switch some questions around and I'll use this as a follow-up question. But do you feel some insensitive or some will call ignorant comments that you've made in the past have affected players from deciding to join the Dallas Mavericks. That's kind of where I was leaning. I just wasn't sure how to word it. I probably would use specific examples. Like I would bring up the AAU comments, um, the cross the street comments. Uh, if you saw the black kid with the hoodie. Yes. Uh, the saying Westbrook wasn't a superstar. Uh, do you feel like there have been moments where you've said too much and jeopardized this franchise's opportunities to sign free agents? Oh, you went all in. You got to. Yeah. This is a one-time opportunity. I'm not here to pussyfoot. So, uh, yeah, we. I, I, I would go there. I, I would offer him the opportunity to fix these things, basically, is what you're doing with those questions. Right. If you say some bullshit then they'll never get rectified. But if you have a solid answer, maybe people will start look, turning around. <clears throat> Thank you, uh, Rolo. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, you always come through with questions like that. Relax sometimes, okay? I think some of these are going to be somewhat duplicates. We wrote, we, we're keeping it going. We're not in an hour yet, I don't think. Um, Shit, if we ain't. I think around that we we took like twenty minutes doing the no you doing, right you doing right doing the ads. So if y'all get to hear that, then you would understand. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, Wash Mavs blog said if the Mavs don't sign Laurie or trade slash sign Dragic before Game One, is this offseason a failure? Yes. If what? If we don't get Laurie or Dragic, basically. Oh yes, absolutely. No question. Yeah, easiest definitely. answer we've gotten so easiest question we've gotten so far 
Hundred um, percent. Definitely will be a high, highly disappointed with this offseason. Again, I don't mean this as disrespect to Reggie Bullock or Sterling Brown. Both are very solid basketball players. Neither one is going to an All Star game. Like when I say failure, I mean you studied for this test all week, nonstop, and you still got an F. All we talked about all year was how this was the offseason where things had to happen. Big things needed to be moved around. There needed to be a reconstruction, a reconfiguration of this team. It didn't occur. Big things popping, little things stopping. Instead, we got little things popping. And big things never even starting. So. I mean, let's be honest. What kind of F is worse? Knowing that you ain't studying got an F or studying all week and getting an F? Come on. Like it's, they weren't surprised by the fact that this was our last off season where we're going to have actual cap room. And again, we know cap room is somewhat of a myth, but when you have it, it is a helpful tool. And we did not, we did not make the most of it. Especially when you don't have a history of players wanting to come there anyway. Right. We should have gotten creative early. If we Facts. didn't, if we knew well, there should have been a plan, A, B, C, D, E, F, where one of them had to occur no matter what and three of them should have been trade opportunities um if you're not willing to part with anybody on this roster not named Luka Doncic you're doing it wrong so anyway moving forward Bex 23 that's B-E-C-K-S at 23 Dan the man seven okay just said Tyreek Evans question mark there's a name I haven't heard in a very long time. You sound don't yo don't do that again. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> oh, back in my day. Yes. Uh Tyree Gavins, I haven't seen Whoa, what the hell? You good? I, I dropped the I strap. Dropped my, I, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. I dropped my phone. Go ahead and continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> I dropped my phone on the computer. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> Tyreek Evans, uh, is he playing basketball somewhere at this uh, point? He's out of the league. I haven't seen him in like five years, I feel like. He he was out of – he actually just recently got put out of the league for drugs, correct? Oh, you might be right. I remember that. Is he eligible to come back? I'm not sure. I think they said it was indefinite, so – now you got me Googling stuff. I mean, I'm mad his question was just Tyreek Evans. Like, I, 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 what are you asking about Tyreek Evans? On May 17, 2019, Evans was banned from the NBA for violating the terms of its anti-drug program that prohibits drug use. He is eligible to apply for reinstatement in 2021. Okay. So he is eligible to apply for reinstatement. What is his, how old is he? He was born a year after me, so he's 32. He'll be 32 in September. Shit, that might be something to look into. No, it would not be. <laughs> Why not? For what? For what? Yo, move on, bro. Next question. He's a, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What's the problem with Tyree Gavins? Y'all want to get a dude who been out of the league for the last few years for being on drugs? That's do how what, that's how down bad we are right now. Do we know what the drugs were? It was some hard shit for him to get put out of the league. It wasn't weed. 
I'm gonna let it go. I'm not saying I want him. I'm, I'm just saying I gotta see it. Like I would, I would go to a workout if he held a workout. I'm pretty positive if Tyreek Evans was coming back in the league, contending teams would be looking at him, not us. Also very true. He probably wouldn't choose us. Hence, we Lance can't Stevenson get... getting workouts with teams right now that aren't us. We were actually at the workout. Really? Yeah. Oh, damn. I just sounded like an idiot. <laughs> we were one of the six teams that was there. Okay. I stand corrected then. Maybe we can get the crackhead. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> I mean, we had one before. <laughs> Didn't work out very well. Didn't work out very well. Uh, moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Payne. That's Sean underscore Payne with a Y and an E at the end. Number 23. Who was better? New York KP? Or Dallas KP in 2019-2020. Wait, wait, hold up. He said what was better? KP. Who was better? KP was... before the injury in New York or KP the bubble season? KP before the injury in New York. It's not Facts. even close. Facts. It's not even close. I don't understand when people say 1920 KP was better. I, I, I don't understand. Usually I can say I get what you're saying, but no. No, I can't understand what you're saying. If you watched KP in New York before the injury, bro, he looks like an MVP. On the like, yes, like MVP qualities. Shout out to my boy Pierre Pee Wee the Plug. MVP qualities, bro. Like the reason KP looked so fucking good in the bubble was because he had Luca. If twenty, if if KP before the injury had Luca, oh my god. Frank Nealakina was diamond to KP before the injury. I'm gonna just sit that out there and let that marinate. For a second, Frank Nilakina looked like a point guard playing with KP before the injury. Um, yeah, so yeah, Luca, Luca, and KP being able to run and move and block shots and shit—that would have been some stuff to see. Um, can he get back to that? We don't know. Hopefully, he's been training his legs. Hopefully, he's able to uh, absorb contact in the paint in some way, shape, or form. Uh, definitely New York KP. Easy question. Yeah. Uh, moving forward. Gone fishing in Tokyo at DTX underscore 11. What's most important to the Mavs this upcoming season? KP's offense being good or KP's defense being good? Defense. That's a very good question, actually. I'm choosing defense. Um, Damn. Nah, I'm going to go with offense. Mm. I'm going to go with offense. Define good. Or define Bubble KP. KP. So Bubble KP. Scores consistently. Yes. If Luka can count on KP to put up 20-plus points consistently every night, doesn't matter what defense we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, I I do think defense is just as important, but if I had to choose, I would go with KP scoring. Okay, and I'm choosing defense just because we have absolutely nobody else to, to, to take care of that end of the court. That's very true, but, you know. In the, in the inside, anyway. With the emergence of Tim Hardaway Jr., with KP being able to, man, so it yeah, would be a beautiful thing. I would like and it's KP, possible. I would like KP to play good basketball. It's possible. We're going to see. All right. Moving forward. Currently pessimistic Mavs fan. That's at MFFL 7741. 
one of my earliest listeners on the Bibbs Corner podcast. He said, I think as of now, we are a five or six seed and are likely a first round exit again. If we acquire Dragic and marketing, do you think our playoff chances significantly increase? Yes. Yes, I do. Right now, I feel we're uh, possibly like play-in territory, higher play-in territory, like seven, six seed. But if we get Dragic and marketing, and they can stay healthy for a significant amount of time, I believe we have a solidified playoff spot. Yeah, if we bring, like, pretty much we have the same team plus Reggie Bullock. As far as, like, who I would expect to see in the playoffs, Reggie Bullock would get minutes. But if you add marketing and Dragic, they're both going to get playoff minutes. We could potentially have eight, nine, ten players we can roll out in the playoffs. Last year we had four players that were worth a damn in the playoffs at any point, and all four of them weren't worth a damn in every game. It was Luka every game. Tim Hardaway Jr. for half of the games, KP for half of the games, and Boban for half of the games. And the Boban part was not his fault because he just didn't play in the early games. When he did play, he was balling. Everybody else was undependable. So if you add Dragic, marketing to that mix, one or two of them is going to be able to step up. That adds another dimension. That gets us one more game at least. So... Uh, one more game is us in the second round. And I would take that as a huge progress forward. Uh, somebody actually responded to that, but I don't think they added a question. They just said yes, basically. So we'll skip past that. Uh, Rye, Mikhail, at Rye. He had the long rant for, for Mark Cuban. I remember that. <laughs> Call. He said, who are your starting five and top four reserves? Do we have a top four reserves on this team? Jesus. Uh, I got to pull up the roster. I'll go first. Uh, Starting five. Luka Doncic at point guard. Easy. Reggie Bullock at shooting guard. Interesting. Small forward Tim Hardaway Jr. Switch those. Dorian Finney-Smith at power forward. Mm-hmm. And Kristaps Porzingis at center. Who's rebounding? Kristaps Porzingis. We're putting a lot on that man's shoulders. All and right. Dorian Finney-Smith is a decent rebounder. Look, man. Oh, offensive rebounds are hard to come by in the NBA. Not every team is going to be good at offensive rebounds. Now, can we get some defensive rebounds? <laughs> Probably not still. But, you know. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. Oh, shit. My top four reserves. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, Jalen Brunson. Okay. Jalen Brunson. You can't have Jalen Brunson twice. Shit. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Who else is time. there? I already got it. Okay. Jalen Brunson, Josh Green, Maxi Kleba. And Dwight Powell. Do, 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 do. Mother. Okay. Um, I'm going to go starters. Luca at the point. Tim Hardaway Jr. at the two. Reggie Bullock at the three. Fuck. Kristaps at the four. Oh, my God. And Willie Colley Stein at the five. Oh, wow. We back to that, huh? Yes. Willie coming out early. My four bench, Maxi Kleber, 
assuming he is healthy, Jalen Brunson, because we have nobody else that can run the offense, and quote unquote, <laughs> Josh Green, because I don't think Sterling Brown needs to be jumping him in the rotation. And I like what he does. And my fourth. Wait, I'm sorry. Are you forgetting somebody? Am I? I'm trying to think. I got you said, KP, the, you said the reserves are Maxi, Jalen Brunson, and Josh Green, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're forgetting someone. I don't think I am. We're gonna, yeah, I, you I are. Oh, Dorian Finney Smith? Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's what I was doing. I was going, going down the roster. So, yeah, Dorian Finney Smith off the bench. Um, I didn't know you had to go down the roster to remember Dorian Finney Smith. And I'm going to say okay. Maxi and Willie Collie Sign are interchangeable based on the matchup. No more Max Power. No more Max Power. They are separate. Dwight Powell does not need to be playing basketball minutes unless we're in a blowout. Tyler looking at him. Quite frankly, doesn't need to be on the roster. Oof. The new, the new Jawan Howard, something like that. He can be a nice little mascot on the bench. Anyway, all right. Manchester to Dallas. That's Amar A M A R two three one eight nine. Do you hear that? No. There's like interference in the mic. You got your phone near your face or something? No. All right, we're gonna let it go. It went away. <sighs> How good is my boy Eugene, and do you think by the playoffs he will have gotten into the rotation, the next P.J. Tucker? So you said you haven't been watching, right? No. I, the next I, P.J. I, Tucker is wild, though. I legitimately think that he is good enough to potentially actually get minutes, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear what you got to say about that. You're not watching the game. You can't say shit. I, I wasn't gonna. I, 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 was, it, I wasn't gonna combat it simply <laughs> because I wasn't gonna combat it because I haven't watched the game. Right. So I think he's the only. He looks like a. It's hard to describe when a guy just looks. He's always in the right spot on offense and defense. He can handle the ball better than you realize. He he's hit open shots when he gets the ball open. Uh, he's gotten putback dunks. He's gotten rotational blocks where he came out of nowhere to get the block. Like he does everything. He is uh, maxi kind of, but, but he can handle the ball. Like he's a maxi type of guy. Like the guy you don't necessarily draw anything up for, but he could take advantage of. I think he could be better than maxi actually. Like he's legitimately that type of guy. I did not realize that watching just his highlights because I think he was asked to do a lot in Oregon. But just as like the third or fourth guy on the court to just be kind of be out there or fifth guy even, uh, I think he could legitimately get rotational minutes at the three or four spot. Um, especially if like Dorian or Maxie or somebody like that has to miss time. Like I could see him sliding into that type of role and not being overwhelmed by it like some of these kids were last year. Right. Um, like I could see him like he's like he's 24. He's not a kid. So like he, he seems like he was poised and comfortable like the summer league team looked like complete buns they look like a pickup basketball squad but he still looked like an nba player out there with them despite that like he was unfazed and he's been steadily doing the same shit in every single game to a 16.7 rebound type clip so uh i'm not gonna expect him to be in the playoffs it's hard for me to get into a new coach 
mindset. Like I can't think, I don't know what Jason Kidd is going to do as a coach. I, I keep going back to what Rick Carlisle would do. Rick Carlisle would not play him in the playoffs. Not at um, all. Let alone like the regular season. There's not even a chance, but I believe I would not be surprised. And I'm putting this on the record. I would not be surprised if he has a multiple year contract before the end of the season. Okay. At all. Um, That's feasible. So Mav's not done, and that's like I'm expecting some at some point these motherfuckers got to trade somebody, and if not, I'm gonna be highly pissed, and you will hear it on this podcast. Of course. Last, uh, oh, let's see. This might not be a question. We'll find out. Mav's not done. Reginald DeClue, number one. Okay, so moving on. <sighs> Do you think Terry has a shot in this league? Oh, I thought that was the. I thought that was the tweet. No, no, that no, was no. his name. Okay, that's his name. Okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> oh, you thought the tweet was Mavs not dead? Yeah. Oh no, uh, no. He said, "Do you think Terry has a shot in this lead?" To me, I don't think he has it. There's a second part to that, but the first part was, "Do you think Terry has a shot?" I'll let you answer that since I dominated the last one. Yes. Sure, that's the whole answer. Yes. All right. If Lou Williams can make it, Tyrell Terry can make it. I do as well. Um... I hope that he is patient with himself. I hope the team is patient with him. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets plenty of run in Frisco and doesn't have to be buried on the bench. I'm glad the G League is back. I hope they get him on a dietary program, a weightlifting program without Crocs on. And I hope he does gain that weight that he needs to be successful and be able to actually stay in the league, stay on the court for more than 10 minutes at a time. Um He's very skilled at shooting the ball. He can make a little bit of plays putting the ball on the floor. He just needs the body. And he's young, so it's not abnormal for him to not have the body. That and let, let me make this clear. I'm a very big fan of Tyrell Terry. So uh, him making it in the league, I want to see it happen with the Mavs or even on another team, honestly. Same. Uh, like if, it, if he has to be included in a trade, I still – everything I said remains true. Absolutely. So – um, I don't mind that it has to take time for him. We don't necessarily need him to be ready right now. And the second part of his question, Powell has been the trade bait for every proposed Mavs trade question. Who would replace him as the roller in this offense? It doesn't seem like a big thing, but this offense needs a roller. I don't give a fuck. I don't. It could be literally anybody. Right. Anybody can do what he does. With Luka Doncic beside them? It could literally be Maxi Kleber, and he might do it better. Maxi, Willie, uh, Bobon. If we keep Moses Brown, he Moses, could probably do it. Luca will make them look good. If KP actually starts rolling to the basket, I'm pretty sure he could be good at it. Right. Because like when he rolls, it's effective. He just Luka, never fucking does it. Luca had Mike Toby looking like an All NBA big man. Talk to him. In the Olympics, like Mike fucking Toby, he had a shot with the Hornets. It didn't work out. I'm sure he'll be back. He has a contract right now. He probably would have gotten an NBA contract if he wasn't under contract overseas already. Also no motherfucker name Mike Toby should be hooping, but he's with Luca. So, and and the the key to that is knowing that you're with Luca and he's gonna feed you if you are in the right spot which he was in the right spot. Like you just have to be an intelligent basketball player, which Dwight is, which is why he's been successful. Mm. Uh, he's a smart person. 
he went to he went to Stanford. I don't give a shit. He went there on a basketball scholarship. He finished. He almost finished school. I don't know if he finished actually. Did he do four years? I don't remember. I don't know. Motherfucker, like twenty eight. Yeah, I'm not that worried about Dwight Powell hurting our offense if he goes anywhere. Like, Nothing against Dwight Powell. It's just that you know. What is he averaging? Eight points a game? I don't know. That's a bit generous. I don't even know what he what he did. So, and I know it's not just about scoring. It's about the threat. That's why KP has to be able to post up because it's about the threat. Um of being able to feed him there and the fact that people don't like when you're playing basketball, I hate having to do this. When you're playing basketball, when a seven foot three dude gets the ball on the block, your mind doesn't say, well, he's only 36% from there. No, your mind says tall person near hoop. Let me sag off my man to help protect the rim against that. And that's how you get open shots. I I don't care that KP needs to be 45, 50% from that block to, to be efficient him getting the ball there is a threat. So he needs to be able to get his ass to that position so he can get him the ball there. And he needs to be also able to pass out of that position. Um, but that's that. That's really, that's the last question. Thank um, God. So uh, it is 2.30. Yes. So I think we, we did come close to an hour. We did. Uh, which is fine with me. Uh, y'all, it's, y'all been listening to this shit. Thank y'all. I felt like it was more than an hour, but either way. I mean, we took like thirty minutes on on the ad read. Yeah, y'all think we joking? Like, <laughs> we there's no reason we should have been messing up on that ad read the way we did. We we never done that when it was it was different. No, I think it had a lot to do with it being late and we tired and. It was a long day. I won't because we know how you are when you were sleeping. So. You know what? That ad read was special. I might leave it raw. We'll see what happens. Hey man, I wouldn't even be mad at it. Do you think we get cussed out? By who? The bosses. Who gonna cuss me out? <laughs> I'm joking. Not. I'm joking. Don't do that. <laughs> don't don't leave it don't wrong. Yeah. No. 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 It's up to you. It's up. Okay. No. Nah, don't leave it raw. Don't leave it raw. Actually. No. Nah, I don't want to get. I don't want to give you extra work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was going to say chop it up, get it right. End. Yeah, I was going to say leave it raw at the end, but I didn't want to give you extra work. It's not okay. that hard to do because I think it it will save like a copy of it. In the okay. Anyway. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then I have to edit. So yeah, I, I might do that. Yeah, that's true. It's gotcha. probably not coming out tonight, though. If I do yeah. it that way, I doubt yeah. it. It's two o'clock. Yeah, I'm not staying up. I need to go to bed. I'm trying to write. I'm trying to be a good citizen. All right. Good citizen. Is there anything else that we need to hit? Man, hell no. <laughs> yeah, there is something else we need to hit. I'm scared. The pillows. <laughs> that was a good one, right? I got a cousin named the pillows. Oh my god. Close the show out, please. Oh shit. I crossed the threshold. End it, please. Because I don't even want clarification on that joke, honestly. I don't. Alright, y'all. It's been been a long night. Long day. I'll see y'all on the other side. Peace. At the crossroads so you won't get lonely. Peace. What the fuck is the button? <laughs> so, I know you uh probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh I'm gonna take over the reins again uh to tell you a bit about our ad. I'll sponsor 
Anchor. Uh, back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, Make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. All right. Uh, let's knock this script out. You got the uh, script up? Yeah. All right. I'm going to just read this bitch verbatim. Just skip a few things if you want. You know, it's kind of long. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, all right. Except this water. Don't ring me for so latido. I'm pretending like you ain't do that shit. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everyone's favorite time. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly. If you bet one... What the fuck? I needed to read this shit first. <laughs> oh, my, what the fuck am I saying? Oh, my God. Just, oh, my God. Hold on. Let me... Go ahead. <laughs> oh, shit. If you bet one dollar or more or any color. All right. God damn. All right. That's a long ass sentence. <sighs> All right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I feel like a, a big job. I would take. <clears throat> <laughs> you sure you got this? Man, look. I got to. Oh, man. Sleepy bibs. Here we go. <laughs> Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly. 
If you bet $1 or more on any college football game, take advantage of this limited time offer now. You heard that right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable. Located right, right here, here in the here United, United States. States. What the what fuck? The fuck? Reese, that was an echo, man. What's going on? Wait, what? There's a lot. I can hear myself. Can you hear yourself now? Check one, two. A little bit. I didn't change anything. It was super loud at first. Like, I was yelling at myself. I was like, God damn. Oh, my Lord. Have mercy. I have no idea if the audio picked that up. Just read that last bulletin again. I'm going to read the last two because I think I fucked that one up too. Oh, God. All right. Head to the DraftKings Sports Book. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code TBPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time only at DraftKings. Oh my God. <laughs> hold up. I'm expecting. All right, hold up. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Mm. All right. All right, hold up. Wait, hold up. What's this in red? What the fuck? I was like, I he's ready for this. Because it's a lot in red. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that, is I in for Indiana? Yeah. Okay. Because if I say the wrong state. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Man. Hold up. All right. I'm going to redo the call to action over, but I, I need to get this, this red part down. Hold up. All right. We ain't got to say eligibility. Bet. All right. <clears throat> Literally bet, yeah. Yo, come on, dog. <laughs> come on, <laughs> yo. All right, I'm about to start this over. I'm about to start this over. All right. <clears throat> Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code TBPN to get your free $200 and free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbooks. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. Oh, my God. Why did I say PA? All right. <clears throat> I'm only doing the last part again. Cool. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. 
Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Is this an infomercial hotline? <laughs> what is this? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. okay. I, wish, I wish we could do the Bill Burr. Just leave it in. <laughs> Like oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. Why the fuck? <clears throat> okay. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yo, this the, yo, yo, I'm never doing sports book again, bro. <laughs> they got to give us a new script, man. They got to do something else. Woo! That ain't it. What the fuck was that, bro? What was that, bro? Ain't no way. Ain't no way. 1-800-GAMBLER? Oh, oh man, <clears throat> we off to a start. We are off to a start indeed. Oh man, I think that took us twenty minutes. I <laughs> wish I, I, I wish I could have recorded that shit, bro. Because what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm debating keeping it in there raw. Yo, honestly, hey, <laughs> <laughs> if this is the week hey. they listen to us, then fuck it. Right. It's entertaining. Fuck. <laughs> oh shit. Cause ain't no goddamn way. One eight hundred gambler. You know what? I'ma start reading because I be reading them off my phone. I'ma start <clears throat> reading the docs off the computer so I can record myself on the phone just in case we got bloopers because this shit was something else, boy. Oh man. That would have been an excellent thirty second clip. Facts. One eight hundred gambler. No, not even one eight hundred gambler. One eight hundred nine with it. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> right, like with what? With whom? Oh my god. Uh, oh man. Oof. All right, let's get this thing started. <laughs>